This is Sharing the Victory, the national weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Thanks for joining us today. Our lineup includes Bobby Bowden, the legendary football coach at Florida State University. I want my boys to want to win and be willing to pay the price to win. And to pay the price, do the things that Jesus taught. And former college quarterback and congressman J.C. Watts. Are there injustices in America? You bet they are. Is a level playing field in all respects? No, it's not. But those injustices, they don't define us. Plus, Jimmy Page from FCA Health and Fitness will discuss the use of steroids in sports. You as a Christian athlete should have an advantage on the playing field because your strength comes from the Lord. Standing by with his first guest is the host of Sharing the Victory, former college football coach, author, and communicator, Ron Brown. Our champion of faith this week for sharing the victory is head football coach of Florida State University, Bobby Bowden, the winningest Division I coach in history. Coach Bowden, welcome to the show. Hey, gosh, Ron, it's good to talk to you again, man. And I'm sure I'm glad you've got this show going. I think it's going to be a great thing. Well, Coach, uh, I tell you what, what makes the show go is Jesus Christ in the hearts of those who are on this show. And, and that's why you are a guy we certainly wanted to pin down here. I know you're busy with your season and so forth, but Coach, um, talk to us a little bit about what gives you that endurance to keep on. You're well into your 70s now. You have seemingly endless energy. Where does it come from? How do you keep doing it? You know where it comes from. <laughs> hey, I know. Ron, me and, you, me and you know where it that, comes that's from. Right. That's we, right. We're going to tell somebody else. Let's right? tell America. That's right. Yeah. I think it has to come from, uh, I think mine comes from, from God. You know, uh, enthusiasm describes what you're talking about, enthusiasm. You know, we say that if you have enthusiasm, you jump higher, you run faster, you hit harder, and that's probably true. And then I always thought enthusiasm was a spirit, you know. Well, when you have a spirit now, the spirit has to come from God. Mm. And so I think that's helped me more than anything else to prolong uh, my life in football because I do love it. I do hate to give it up, and yet I realize I've got to win enough ball games too, you know. Mm. But God's been mighty good. Coach, you, you talked about enthusiasm. It makes you jump higher, brings more out of you, brings a total release from you. But that's not what a young boy learns in America today regarding his faith. Oh, we, we are learning to follow Jesus Christ means that we become docile, quiet in the pews, don't say anything. And we don't make the connection between hardcore athletics, let's say, like yeah. football, with Christ. Why don't you give us your take on that? Well, they they need to see what Jesus did when he went into the temple. All those gamblers were in there, mm. and he threw them all out. I mean, <laughs> you know, he had a little. He he could he could get tough too, and he did. Yeah, I'm I'm just afraid the kids are not getting it in their homes anymore. They're not going to church like they should, where they're taught it, and they're not. And the schools have turned away. I, it's, I just I feel so sorry for these young men. Uh, and girls, uh, the way they're having to come up nowadays. So that's why I support the Fellowship of Christian Athletes so much, trying to get coaches and players to be role models for these young people coming up. And that comes through a commitment, a surrender to Jesus Christ. You know, Coach, uh, a lot of people complain about uh, what's happening, just like you do. They articulate it. But many of us in the body of Christ are just sitting on our hands, not doing a whole lot. Yeah. You have decided to do something with that, and you do it through the vehicle of being a head football coach. Could you give us a picture of what that looks like at Florida State? You know, what, what can cement a team together more than God? 
more than love, more than than having a savior. What what can cement a team? It's kind of a selfish thing, you know. It hmm. it just makes you tighter. You you can't win without being a team. You can't go out there and play eleven individuals. It's got to be a team. And and what can tie it together more than love for each other? Now you look at all the things that you have to have to win football games. You got to have players that will sacrifice. Uh, now, is there a better term to describe what Jesus asked for us to sacrifice, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to love and, and depend upon your teammate and know that he can depend upon you and you'll fight for him and you'll bleed for him? Mm-hmm. To me, all those things just fit the way God meant for it to be. And I just felt like that when God put me in a position he did, that he sure wanted me to teach it, you know. Coach, I appreciate that stance because, you know, uh, and, and of course, you know, I worked for Tom Osborne for a number of years oh. as a, uh, coaching here at Nebraska, and he believed in the same philosophy. Oh, I know it. I and, know and it. Coach, tell us, you know, there are a lot of coaches in America who are motivating their youngsters with things like hate oh, and revenge and fear, saying, well, yeah. you know, these yeah. things are really jack players up, but uh-huh. you, you operate differently. How does love motivate a player to maximize his ability? Well, I think the big thing that being a Christian and loving is that if I if I love somebody, I'll fight for them. Mm. If I don't love them, I won't. You know what? It's like brothers. You know how brothers are. They'll sit there and fight each other all day long, but you let somebody else mess with them. Mm. And man, they'll jump all over that other guy. <laughs> you know? The, the qualities that Christ taught, they, it's amazing. They make, you, they make you a better ball player. I want my boys to want to win and be willing to pay the price to win and to pay the price do the things that Jesus taught, sacrifice, love, endurance, persistence, enthusiasm, you know? You know, Coach, I think that's true in, in the world that we live in, in the business world, and even in the athletic world. It can, it can become very easy for a well-known head coach like yourself, someone who has some status and position, to want to protect that yeah. and start watering down this message of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why don't you tell us what has happened to you regarding the public square and the expression of your faith in recent years? Here I am at Florida State University. I've got 100 players. All right, those 100 players go to a class. Let's say they go to to a history class or a sociology class or something like that. And let's just say that professor, he has no faith. Let's say he is an atheist. He gets to express that to those guys. Mm-hmm. There's no God. Jesus is not real. He didn't really die on a cross. And that gummy, if they got a right to say what they say, I've got a right to say to my football team mm-hmm. what I know, I don't think, I know mm-hmm. is what's right and what's wrong. Coach, I appreciate that because I will tell you, that there are a number of us who are apologizing for our faith when scriptures clearly tell us that we are not to keep this thing private. We just uh, are so grateful for you. We know God's used you, and he will continue to use you as long as he wants to keep you coaching. You, it may, you may be 100 before you're done. You know that. Uh, Ron, I appreciate that, <laughs> but I, I will say this also. As much as I have known you through the years, when I tried to hire you one time, at Florida State, but you was making so doggone much money, couldn't get <laughs> close to you. But that that you and me and Tom Osborne, and plus a lot of others that we that don't, we won't call any, but we're all on the same page. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Bobby Bowden, our champion of faith, head football coach of Florida State University. Coming up next, a conversation about steroids with FCA fitness expert. Jimmy Page. And I would maintain that Christian athletes can compete at the highest level without doing steroids. We want to hear from you. Please call 1-866-STV-5031. Our website is sharingthevictory.com backslash radio. 
In the November issue of Sharing the Victory magazine, you'll go inside the locker room of the Detroit Lions and experience a story of faith and changed lives. You'll also read about Pro Football Hall of Famer Bruce Matthews. And as in every issue, you'll find a challenging and insightful column by Ron Brown. Order your subscription to Sharing the Victory magazine by calling 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-STV-5031 or go to sharingthevictory.com. There is a common place for student-athletes and coaches to go to strengthen their faith in Christ. At my FCA huddle. There's a place to be encouraged to face the trials and temptations of life. At my FCA huddle. There is a place to receive confidence to share the light of Christ. At my FCA huddle. FCA huddles meet on junior high, high school, and college campuses all across America. To find one near you or to learn how to start one up, call toll-free 866-STV-5031 or go to fca.org. And now back to Sharing the Victory with our host, Ron Brown. Our guest today on FCA Across America is Jimmy Page, the Executive Director of Health and Fitness for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Ministry. And Jimmy, thanks for being on the show today. Great to be with you. Jimmy, uh, you know, I really wanted today to talk about the issue of steroids seems to come to the forefront very often. Your thoughts on why steroids are at an all-time high, seemingly. Jimmy, for the Christian athlete who knows that it's not only illegal, but it's morally wrong, Yet they feel, many of them, that they're at a disadvantage if they're not using some of the same performance-enhancing substances. What do you tell that Christian athlete? Well, I think a couple things. First is you're really dealing with a heart issue here. What are the things that are driving you to do things that are illegal or immoral? What we try and tell our kids is you as a Christian athlete should have an advantage on the playing field because your strength comes from the Lord you should have a better mental focus, a better emotional stability, uh, knowing that your performance doesn't define who you are. Hmm. And uh, being able to rely on the power of God to help you on the athletic field is really an advantage. And instead of using these banned substances or things that are illegal, let's look at the productive ways that we can train in order to, to be our best. Well, Jimmy, can a kid, a Christian kid, without any substance go out there and lift weights, run, eat properly, and get it done? Can he really have his body totally released, even in Christ, and have him say that he could actually compete with those who are using other types of things? Let's say creatine, for example. Um, That's a substance that's constantly talked about, particularly even at the high school level. Is that something the Christian kid could use or should use, or does he not need that? Well, the first question is, can they compete? at the highest levels. And and I would maintain that that Christian athletes can compete at the highest levels uh, without doing steroids, without doing some of these other substances. Uh, But I think it's going to take more discipline. It's going to take probably more sacrifice. And it's going to take wisdom to know how to train effectively in order to get there. The drugs and these illegal substances, they're shortcuts. And what we have to realize is that uh, doing it the Lord's way may take more time to develop that speed, power, and agility, but it can be done using the latest training techniques. Mm-hmm. Uh, something like creatine, is, uh, it's a natural substance. Uh, using it to improve strength, it has proven in many studies to, to do that. 
you know, it's a substance that has some drawbacks. It can cause dehydration. It can cause muscle cramping. Uh, some are, are thinking now that it's uh, leading to more, more ligament t- damage, more tears on the field, more injuries. So mm-hmm. there are risks with anything we do uh, to improve our performance. I do think, however, that God has given us everything that we need uh, with proper food, proper nutrition, and uh, sports-specific training to compete at the highest levels. Hmm. Well, Jimmy, that's a great word, and I and I really appreciate you saying that because uh, so oftentimes we we feel as Christians that we got to keep up with the Joneses, and the Bible even talks about becoming like the world, and that's not what we're called to do. And it's worth the sacrifice to stay clean with what goes into our body, clean in terms of our mind and our conscience, and allowing the Lord Jesus Christ to totally release what we have and produce it for Him that He may be glorified. That's right. And, and, you know, Paul says it. You know, we run in such a way to glorify God, and we discipline our body in order to, to gain the prize. And it can be done, and I think bigger than that, it needs to be done this way because uh, the reputation of Jesus Christ is at stake. Amen. Well, that's Jimmy Page, the Executive Director of Health and Fitness for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Jimmy, thanks for being with us today. That's some great insight. God bless, Ron. I encourage you to check out FCA's Health and Fitness website. It's healthandfitness.org. There you'll find articles from Jimmy Page. There'll be a nutritional plan and health and fitness workouts. Coming up next is the final segment of my interview with J.C. Watts, a former great Oklahoma quarterback and U.S. congressman. Straight ahead here on Sharing the Victory. Here's FCA President Les Steckel. The Fellowship of Christian Athletes is pleased to provide these national Sharing the Victory radio broadcasts each week on this station. We hope you like hearing outstanding Christian athletes and coaches like Tony Dungy, Sean Alexander, Jake Peavy, and John Wooden share their personal relationships with Jesus Christ. Since 1954, FCA has had the vision of seeing the world impacted for Jesus Christ by the influence of athletes and coaches. These radio programs are the newest piece of that vision. Their continuance and growth of sharing the victory is dependent on donations from ministry friends such as you. If these programs are ministering to you, would you be kind enough to let us know and help us with your tax-deductible donations? You may contact us during weekdays at Sharing the Victory by calling 866-STV-5031. That's 1-866-STV-5031. Thank you very much. Welcome back to Sharing the Victory. I'm your host, Ron Brown. For the last two weeks, I have been talking with J.C. Watts, former great Oklahoma quarterback and U.S. congressman. And you know what? It was such an in-depth interview. I mean, he had so many insights. I just couldn't put this thing away. So we decided to present this to you in segments so that we could get as much of the conversation as possible with J.C. As I was closing off my interview with J.C. last week, he asked me to make one more final point. As I listened to it, it was such a powerful point, I wanted to make sure that you, America, got to hear it. It's pretty fascinating that there's surely been this effort, this undercurrent in America, that says that if you're African-American, that you don't care about family. Hmm. If you're an African-American, it's not important to you that babies would be killed in their mother's womb. Hmm. That is crazy, Mm -hmm. Ron. And, uh, you know, the church has been the cornerstone 
in the black community. And when we get to the point that the black church says that there's no such thing as absolute right or absolute wrongs, we're just going to operate in this gray area, God help us. And today, because Ron Brown or J.C. Watts talks about scriptural things or godly things, you know, we, we literally have some black ministers that would look at us as though we had fish head. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a time that they stood with us on the issue of life, on the issue of family, on the issues of fatherhood, on the issues of hard work mm-hmm. and sacrifice and commitment. Are there injustices in America? You bet they are. Is a level playing field in all respects? No, it's not. But those things, those injustices, they don't define us. You know, you fight those injustices and you move on. You don't lower the standard because of the injustices. And again, those values, those principles were reinforced to us in the athletic arena. Well, J.C., you know, I have the same experience growing up in my community in an African-American home and community and so forth. And why, J.C., then is it if we as a people black people in this country have been primarily conservative. Why are we not voting conservatively? Well, because I think, Ron, conservatives in politics, that's usually how the church often gets defined through Christian conservatives in politics. And and I think as in, in terms of diversity, I'm a believer in diversity of color. Mm-hmm. And and I would love the pastor church someday that you'd walk in on Sunday morning and run and, and you'd see 10,000 people and it would look like a United Nations. Mm-hmm. But you know what? In order to do that, people have to be able to look at J.C. Watts, a, a white person or uh, an, an Asian person or Native American or Hispanic. They have to be able to look at J.C. Watts as a senior pastor and say, this is a fried chicken, candied yam eating, mustard green eating, hog maw eating pastor. And although I don't eat any of that stuff, mm-hmm. he can relate to me. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think white conservatives lose the black community because the black community says, you know, I kind of agree with a lot of things that they, that they stand for. Parental choice and education, pro-life, pro-marriage. Mm-hmm. But most black people would say, but I don't feel like they relate to me. And, and so in the church, in politics, this diversity of color thing mm-hmm. is something that has to be thought through. And especially in the church, because in the church, we shouldn't consider the fact that Ron Brown is black or J.C. Watts is black. What we have to look at is... Ron Brown represents a soul. Mm. J.C. Watts represents a soul. And that's the commission that God gave to us as people of faith, to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. He didn't say go ye into all the world and preach the gospel just to white people or just to Mm -hmm. black people or Mm -hmm. red, yellow, brown. He said go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to all people. We have to think through how do we reach souls to the saving grace to a, an understanding mm-hmm. of, of a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And Ron, you and I, you know where we got the best training for dealing with diversity of color? In the football huddle. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you know we, we didn't have in the huddle, we didn't have 
Baptist or Catholic or, or Jewish or Muslim. Mm. We had Cornhuskers. Mm. We had Sooners. Mm-hmm. And you know why we could say things in the locker room to each other that on the streets it would seem as though it was racist or mm. insensitive. But the reason Ron could say things to his white teammates or vice versa is because there was a relationship. Right. Josh McDowell, he said, in terms of a parent child relationship. He said, rules without relationship leads to rebellion by the child. If that black pastor doesn't have relationships with the Hispanic community or the white community, most chances you're not going to find many of the people that look like that worshiping with you at 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Well, J.C., uh, I want to thank you for being such a, a, a willing guest. Uh, you bring such insight and wisdom to the table. Thank you for being on, on Sharing the Victory today. I don't know about you, but I could talk to that guy forever. I love talking to J.C. Watts, and he has such exceptional wisdom for still a young man. And why? Because he has spent lots of time in the Scriptures, and he's used his experiences in connection with the Scriptures to reveal the wisdom that our culture, I believe, needs to hear. Next up, Coach's Corner with Les Steckel. Today is a special day for the United States Marines, and Les, a former Marine, will tell you why when Sharing the Victory continues. Sharing the Victory is more than just a radio program or magazine. Sharing the Victory is available 24 hours a day at sharingthevictory.com. At sharingthevictory.com, you can click on radio and listen to the program online or subscribe to the podcast. There's also articles, testimonies from athletes and coaches, and a place for you to submit story ideas. You can also download Sharing the Victory wallpaper for your computer. Check us out online at sharingthevictory.com. That's sharingthevictory.com. Next weekend on Sharing the Victory, you'll hear about the amazing story of Kay Yao, coaching basketball at North Carolina State while battling cancer. It's not in my own strength. It's in the Lord's strength. We'll also catch up with former college football coach Fisher DeBerry. It's about relationships. It's not about what you coach and who you coach and how many games you won. It's all coming up next weekend on Sharing the Victory. Glad to have you back. It's time for Coach's Corner with Lester. It was on November 10th, 1775, that the Continental Congress resolved to create two battalions of Marines to serve our coming nation. Since the Revolutionary War days, Marines have protected America's freedom and a way of life. The November 10th date is very special to all Marines, including myself. I was privileged to serve this great country for 30 years in the Marine Corps, and I retired in 1999 as a colonel in the Marine Reserves. Like us at the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the dedicated men and women of the United States Marine Corps take very seriously their core values. At FCA, our core values are integrity, serving, teamwork, and excellence. Notice how closely these core values parallel those of the Marine Corps, which are honor, courage, and commitment. To a Marine, honor means integrity, responsibility, and accountability. And courage is defined as doing the right thing in the right way for the right reason. The word commitment is understood to be devotion to the Marine Corps and one's fellow Marines. 
And as an officer in the Marine Corps, I also was privileged to grow personally and professionally through the 11 leadership principles of the Marines. Over the years of my careers in the military, coaching, and in ministry, as well, of course, as leading my family, those principles have been of great value to me. Listen carefully as I list them, and I would ask you to substitute the word family or employees or team when you hear the word Marines. Number one, know yourself and seek self-improvement. Two, be proficient. Three, know your Marines and look out for their welfare. Four, keep your Marines informed. Five, set the example. Six, ensure the task is understood, supervised, and accomplished. Seven, train your Marines as a team. Eight, make sound and timely decisions. Nine, Develop a sense of responsibility among your subordinates. Ten, employ your command in accordance with its capabilities. And eleven, seek responsibility and take responsibility for your actions. Have you ever noticed that Marines, when they greet or say farewell to one another, will say, Simplify? If you wonder what that means, it stands for the Marine Corps motto, Semper Fidelis, or Always Faithful. That's a pretty good statement for Christians as well. God has called us to be faithful, not famous. God bless you today and simplify. Thanks, Coach. Listen, tell your friends about our radio show. You know the time in your area. Get them on board. Because next week, we have Kay Yao, the North Carolina State women's basketball coach. It's an amazing story. This woman is coaching while battling cancer. We'll also have Danny Bugs, a powerful spokesman for FCA's Urban Ministry. And we'll have the great former college football coach at the Air Force Academy, Fisher DeBerry. Again, it's been a blessed time for me. And I want you to remember there's two ways of doing sports, God's way and man's way. Talk to you next week on FCA's national radio program, Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is a ministry of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the largest Christian sports organization in America. FCA's vision is to see the world impacted for Jesus Christ through the influence of athletes and coaches. If you would like to know more about how you can support the FCA, give us a call at 1-866-STV-5031. That's toll free, 866-788-5031. Our website is sharingthevictory.com. There you can find out more about FCA as well as the magazine and this radio program. Click on radio and you can listen online and also subscribe to our podcast. Again, you can call our toll-free number if you have any questions or comments. The number is 1-866-STV-5031. You can also write to Sharing the Victory. The address is 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. Again, that's 8701 Leeds Road, Kansas City, Missouri, 64129. When you call or write, make sure you tell us the call letters of the station you are listening to. Join us next week for Sharing the Victory, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.